Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. Glad to have you. If you're new, welcome on in. We're in 1 Kings 14. Let me give you the immediate context of what's just gone on. What's just gone on is Jeroboam's been confronted by a prophet, a profound prophet, a prophet, a true man of God that came and through miracles proved to Jeroboam he was from the Lord. Now, at the end of the day, that prophet would disobey the Lord, and the Lord took his life in a horrible way. A lion ripped him apart. <laughs> That's a bad thing, right? A lion killed him. And and why did the Lord do that? One, because he disobeyed, and two, to show Jeroboam there is a penalty for disobedience. See, here's what we think. We think we can live life like we want to, and because we deal with God now through the process of grace— Hello, which we should. That's how we do it. That's how we're saved. That's how we're redeemed. That's how we're going to be uh, sanctified. That's the big theological word, meaning that's how we're going to become more like Jesus is through the process of understanding grace. That's how we're going to get there. But there are consequences to our actions if our actions are wrong. I mean, there's a natural result. If you hit your thumb with a hammer, obviously there's a natural result. Could be sin. Don't know. But uh, it's definitely going to hurt, right? And so we understand that. And, and so, but today we're in this age of grace and we just think God just never allows negative consequences in a spiritual sense. Nothing could be further from the truth. God most certainly allows that. He doesn't want that to happen. It's not his will for that to happen. He wants it to be different, but he allows it to happen. That's why we have the Old Testament to remind us that, yeah, you know what? There are results to our actions. So this prophet who, and seriously, one day did the will of God, was used profoundly to speak to a king, and the next day he died because of disobedience. There are consequences to our actions. So that happened, not just because he was disobedient, but to send Jeroboam, this king, a message that you better get serious. Well, the Bible says at the end of chapter 13, his heart did not change. As a matter of fact, he doubled down on his efforts to build his own religion, his own kingdom, where he is the most important person in the kingdom, not the person of the living God. So we come now to chapter 14. So here's a king who has been deceitful. He has been evil. He has basically thrown God out of his life. And this is what we read. Let's start in chapter 14, verse 1. Now, at that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. Jeroboam was the king. Abijah's his son. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise now and disguise yourself, that it may not be known that you're the wife of Jeroboam. And go to Shiloh. Why go to Shiloh? Because it's there that Ahijah, the prophet that made me king, resides. Go there and, re and do not reveal yourself to him. Do not let him know that you are my wife, king of this people. Take with you. Um, servants uh, and, and 12 loaves and a jar of honey and go to him and he will tell you what has to happen and what will happen to the child. So I want you to catch this. He says to his wife, I want you to go to this prophet, the very prophet who back when Solomon was still king told me that I was going to be king over these 10 tribes that he's got to like me. <laughs> you see, he's going back in time. He's saying, I've sort of mucked things up spiritually here. I've created my own kingdom. I've created idols. God's spoken out against me. Oh, but there's Ahijah. Ahijah's got to be my friend because he's the one who was used by God to say, I was going to be king. So I've sort of messed everything up here. So let's go back in my past and see if I find somebody who will like me. <laughs> but just in case, he said, just in case, disguise yourself so no one knows you're connected to me. So what he says to his wife, I want to ask you a little question. Have you ever had to disguise yourself because you didn't want to be known? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't mean disguise yourself, but have you ever gone into an environment because of maybe the way you've treated people or how you've acted, interacted or reacted at some point in your life that you had to go in there, but you didn't really want to be noticed? So what's the solution there? How do you go back into an area that you sort of threw a grenade into and messed it all up? How do you go in there and and ask for help? Here's how you do it. You do it humbly, honestly, right? And remorsefully. You go in there humble. I'm a nobody. I'm a sinner just like you. You go in there repentant. I'm so sorry for what I've done. And I come here as a person in need of help. Oh, so you want to go back and connect into an environment that you messed up. First of all, be apologetic. Apologize. Be humble. Don't go in there flouting your, you know, touting your position and go in there asking sincerely what it is you need or, or, or what it is you want. But that's not what Jeroboam did. There was nothing about humility in Jeroboam's heart right now. It was all about him. He disguises his wife, sends her down there because his son is sick and his son may die. So here's what happened. Now, Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh and came to the house of Ahijah. Now, Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were dim because of his age. He had become blind. And the Lord said to Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam is coming to inquire of you concerning her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus shall you say to her. Now, so here's what happens. Even though he's old, even though he's sick, because he's honored God, God still speaks to him. Here's what you got to know. There are people in your life that might not look like they're much in the kingdom, but they are great in the kingdom of God. They may not look like that on the surface. They may not wear the right clothes, you know, drive the right car, live in the right house. They may not be what the other people are around you uh, aesthetically or in appearance or in popularity. But listen to what I'm telling you. They've walked deeply and profoundly with the Lord and God speaks to them concerning you and concerning things. If you don't have someone like that in your life, man, I pray God will bring him to you. Ahijah was just that prophet to Jeroboam because he honored God. Man, I am going to pray for you in just a minute. And I'm going to pray that God has someone like that in your wife who is wise, who is old, who's not afraid to speak the truth. Now, listen, God's going to bring that person into your life. You have to accept them, even though they may not look the part, whatever that means. Check their heart. Check their theology. Check their walk with the Lord. God may want to speak to you through somebody that might not be who you would expect. And when that happens, God's doing it for one reason. He wants you to walk in obedience and have unbelievable grace for your journey. We'll pick up here next time. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, I pray for each person listening or watching that, Lord, you would bring that wise person of God, man or woman, who's walked with you deeply, who's obeyed you, who hears your voice, God, who's not afraid to speak it to our lives. Father, I know I need people like that, and I thank you. You've put people like that around me. And now, Lord, help us honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, love you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.